The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Welcome to the Miracle of Healing, where we come together every week to discuss and discover a roadmap to healing. I'm your host, Lisa Campion, and I hope you can join us since the world needs all the healing it can get. And we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on Mind, Body, Spirit FM. I'm Lisa Campion, and this is the Miracle of Healing. How aware are you of your subtle energy? This is one of my favorite topics, subtle energy, because, you know, energy workers like this kind of stuff. And subtle energy is so much more than just life force. It really is the substance of reality and the vehicle of consciousness. I love this definition. And it provides us with a deeper and truer way of communicating with each other that goes far beyond sort of the sticky mental communications we have with words. And our guest today is Cynthia Andrews. She's an author, healer. Um, she's going to help us learn how we can clear our preconceptions about people and events and even ourselves and restore ourselves to sort of the original language, this language of subtle energy and the awareness we have around that. She's quite an accomplished healer. She's a licensed naturopathic doctor and an energy intuitive. She's been writing and teaching um, books on energy, healing, and consciousness for quite a long time. She's taught for many years at the Connecticut Center for Massage Therapy and taught body work at the Body Works School of Kripalu Yoga, kind of in my neighborhood here in Massachusetts. So, so welcome so much to the show, Cynthia. It's such a fascinating topic. And I thought your book was absolutely, actually brilliant. It was really, really great. Oh, thank you so much, Lisa. And thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure to, to be here talking to you. This is my passion too. Energy energy and horses are like my passion. Ooh, so this is that. great. <laughs> yeah. I love that you started off your book with a story about a horse too. And because mm. I think horses are so great at kind of reflecting back to us, our energetic patterns, like the energy that we're not aware of we're holding, they reflect mm -hmm. back at us in such a powerful way. And I learned a lot about energy when I was a kid and was a horsey mm -hmm. child, you know, mm -hmm. and I had, I've had some of the same experiences that you have, I think that way. So let's talk about the subtle energy awareness. What, what is it really? And why do we need to learn mm -hmm. this new language? Mm -hmm. So there are so many different answers and so many different layers to that question, but just starting with the reality that words don't mean the same thing to all of us. It, each of us has had experiences, and in that experience, the words that were used and the emotion behind those words then becomes kind of coded in that language and triggers things within us whenever we encounter that word. So, you, I mean, we can see it reflected in today's world very clearly that when I say a word, it doesn't mean the same thing as someone else. But when we come back to listening to our body, our body is receiving information on this subtle energy le level all the time and translating it into 
a language that we all know, but we've just stopped listening to the language um, of our gut feelings, of the body sensations that confirm our gut feelings, of the inner knowings that we have. And we, you know, all of those things are a translation of the information that we're getting through subtle energy. And when we can go back to receiving things on that level, it can eliminate some of the preconceptions that are coded into the words that we use. Yeah, that's certainly true now more than ever, where words just seem to like trigger the heck out of everybody and you can't say anything anymore without, Mm -hmm. you know, like somebody, you know, getting sort of trauma triggered about whatever it is we're saying with our words, you know. And um, do you feel like we all have, generally speaking, we're all taking in this subtle energy all the time. And many of us, all of us probably are decoding it, but on a very subconscious level, right? That's 100% correct. And, you know, we all have these energy structures in our body that are is receiving this energy information, just like we have all the organs in our body that are working without our conscious awareness. The, the thing is, is that our subconscious mind and the, and the things that we've been through can impact how we react and how we respond to subtle energy. Of course it can. And so the more clear we are, the more aware we are, of, our, of that energy language, the more we can be um, co-creative in a positive way with the world around us, rather than just reflecting out our past. Right. So like your work takes this unconscious reading of energy we're doing all the time bring, and brings mm-hmm. it into our conscious mind so we can make choice, we can do it in a conscious way. And it allows us to kind of drop below the kind of surface mm-hmm. level of what's happening and really read, read the situation in ourselves and the people that we're dealing with and in the world. It's, it's a kind of like consciousness expansion or bringing about our conscious awareness into this powerful language. Absolutely. And when, when we step back and look at it, our tool of creativity of engagement with the subtle energy world is our consciousness is our level of awareness. And the more aware we are, the more we can engage. Yeah. And your book, one of the things that I loved about it so much is it's very specific. There's so the, like the first part of your book has these very specific energy practices that I loved. I just thought it was so, they were so powerful. They were so uh, practical. I mean, I've been a psychic. I started working as a psychic when I was 19, but I'm an incredibly practical psychic and i mm-hmm. i love the practical application of these you know these these things so let's talk a little bit about what those exercises are and why you started mm-hmm. i understand why you started i mm-hmm. thought it was brilliant but let's talk about why you did well so each one of these um activations i consider them kind of exercise activations because they trigger a different configuration of energy within us and and it is the configuration of energy between our different structures that influences our awareness. So if we can shift out of one pattern into another, we can receive um, more expanded frequencies and shift our perception and therefore our creative capacity. So each of these meditations or activations came to me at very specific times for very specific reasons. And they didn't come in the order that I've given them in the book. They came as, as they were needed. I put them in the order because that made sense to me. But some of them came when I needed protection, like the Celtic cross. I was in mm. the midst of a energetic 
I, uh, I, I don't really, it's a hard, it's hard to talk about this because again, people, words mean something different to different people, but I was in the midst of a psychic attack and then activating this pattern mm -hmm. just came and in activating that pattern, it completely eliminated anything outside of me from being able to have purchase and, and effect in my energy field. So it was a very powerful thing. And each one of them mm -hmm. came in that way. Right. So these practices kind of like build the muscles we have or the awareness that we have. It's sort of like the functional muscles we need as mm -hmm. energetic beings to then do kind of the, you know, hold our boundaries, hold our energetic boundaries in mm -hmm. different ways as we need it. Right. Mm -hmm. And develop our presence, which is our expression of, of our of frequency in the world is through our presence. So a lot of times we don't even have to do anything. And you would note this as, as a healer, we don't have to do anything except show up and make available through our being a specific frequency, and then it will have its um, agency in the world. Mm. I love that. How did you come into the healing? How did you come to this process in your own life? You know, I think all healers come into healing because we're working on ourselves. How I came in through energy work, I became fascinated with it as a child when a rabbit died in my arms and I was looking into its eyes and there was awareness and light and all of a sudden the awareness was gone and with it the light and the rabbit became really heavy and it confused me that if something left like light, why would the rabbit be heavier rather than lighter? And it awakened in me this awareness of the power of light as a life force and the desire to really understand that and and to delve into it and I was very lucky that I grew up in a family of curious people and there were a lot of books around me you know Edgar Casey's books and different things about subtle energy that I could investigate I was young I was 11 or 12 so most of it was over my head but it gave me permission to really um, follow my experiences and be curious about them rather than closing them off because it was outside of the norm. And, and you know, it's, it was hard, especially in that day and age, to be outside of the norm. You were called yeah. a lot of. I know. So. Yeah, wow. So that childhood experience really sparked in you that desire to, underst or to understand what that was all about, what that was mm -hmm. happening. And, yeah, that's really, that's an interesting story. Mm -hmm. And then to develop my ability to track, you know, to track what it was that was happening. And, you know, you know, why did it happen? What is it that's happening? And to track that and to track that with other people. And I was actually petting my cat. So I started following the Edgar Casey things. You know, you sit in a, in a room with a brown background and you stare at somebody until you can see their aura, which didn't work mm. for me at all. Mm. But I was petting my cat, and as I'm petting the cat, I started to be aware of a barrier that I could feel just before I felt her fur. And mm. then I began to explore that barrier and see how big it was. And then as I'm doing it, the cat was responding as though I were touching her. And I began to really understand that this is palpable, yeah. that you can feel it, that you can feel it on other people, you can feel it on animals, you can feel it on trees. And, and that's when I really began tracking and experiencing and following. That's so cool. I had a similar experience when I was a child and my grandparents had a house on, on um, Lake Champlain in Vermont and it was really, mm -hmm. you know, nature. And I remember like sitting on the dock and looking across the lake at 
these trees and what I called my energy vision would sw- when I was little, I called it energy vision would switch on mm-hmm. and I could see this like glow between, you know, everything was glowing and this like web of interconnected lines of energy that were connecting all of nature. And I was like, how can people think nature's not alive, not, you know, yeah. conscious, not, you know, yeah. um, all of that. And then I could touch plants. I love plants. You know, I could touch the plants and feel that same kind of like, I would see their aura change before mm-hmm. or even thinking about touching a plant would change their their thing mm-hmm. and so I kind of had the same thing with plants and then at, when I was young I was also a martial artist and I learned how to move energy through me it was my first practice mm-hmm. in moving chi was by studying martial arts and kind of yeah it was it was a great a great grounding practice for a psychic so the middle part of your book, you talk about some very advanced and super interesting energy anatomy. Why, why is it important for us to understand? I think for a lot of people, they don't need it at all. And that was why I put the energy activations first, so that if they didn't need to engage their mind, they didn't have to. But if they became curious or if they became stuck because they didn't have a, a mental construct for it, well, here's the construct. And I really believe that our energy anatomy is evolving yeah. and is going to be changing. And so I'm not putting this as this is, you know, 10 commandments here. It's just the observation of this moment. And if you explore it and follow it, then you'll see the changes that are coming or so as they come, you will experience it. Wow. I've been experiencing that too, those changes. And um, I'd love to hear if you want to share anything about it. What do you think is going to happen? What do I think is going to, well, ultimately, I think where we are, we're at this crossroads where, where we know from Einstein and all, you know, quantum physics that energy and matter are different polarities of the same thing. They're different frequencies of the same substance. And and there's this dance between them. And we have been so focused on the material side of it that we have created this huge polarization and conflict. And in that conflict, there's a lot of energy and people who know how to use that energy will then take it and channel it into different ways. But Ultimately, what we want to do is create balance between these two polarities. And we are at this crossroads where we will either be creating more and more and more conflict and more and more and more chaos, or we will come into balance by waiting more the subtle energy part of it. And I think that's where we are, is coming to the realization that we can move through reality in a more with more agency from from the subtle energy side of it than from the material side of it. And I, I really think that is the question of the day. And so as as we come more and more into the subtle energy part of it, we become more subtle in how we operate and how we work and much less focused on the material world. Mm, so interesting. It's like that this subtle energy awareness is like the midpoint between those two polarities, yeah. maybe like a bridge. Yeah. And life itself is that midpoint. Isn't life itself that balancing point between matter and energy? And it's balanced in this this experience that we consider life. Only we've become so focused on the physical part of it that we've lost. We've lost track of this other part and how working from this other part has so much more impact than working Mm -hmm. from the physical. It takes so long to do things in the physical realm. Yeah. One of my teachers calls it moving the molecules. <laughs> Take you know, oh. it takes a long time to move the molecules around. Yep, for sure. Yeah. All right, let's take a real quick break and we will be back in just a minute. Mm-hmm. 
Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. We are back talking to Cynthia Andrews and her amazing book, Subtle Energy Awareness. So Cynthia, one of the things that sort of like weaves through your work and through our conversation here is this idea of how of the co-creative process, you, I think you call it a creative capacity that happens when we tune into this subtle energy awareness, it increases our ability to co-create reality. That's what I took from what you're talking about. Let's mm-hmm. talk about that for a minute. Well, it's a big subject, <laughs> but in general, <laughs> our, um, it is a big subject. So if we think that the energy side of reality is the formative, is the um, scaffolding of the material side of reality, and if we look at, at what science knows about dark matter and dark energy, that's exactly what they're saying. It's not something that they can measure. It's not something that they can quantify, but by its effect, they know that it's there, and they know that that dark energy and dark matter takes up 95% of the universe, and the 5% of the universe we call physical matter that we understand is built upon this this, um, dark energy, dark matter um, scaffolding. And I think subtle energy is very much the same. So if the subtle energy is the scaffolding for everything that is happening around us, when we can become more aware at that level then we can impact it through our intention and through our attention in ways that that can have the more positive outcomes that we're looking for in in life these days and then we can have more connection and to me that's the key to everything is connection you were describing your connection to plants and i feel that connection with nature as well and with horses and the more we can experience and flow with and internalize that connection then life just flows you know life just becomes a very different dance than the one that we're living in when we're in struggle all the time why do you think this topic is feels to me i don't know like more important now than it ever has do you think we're in this window where we really like you were talking about we have that choice to make yeah, I think two things are happening. I think I think we're in the midst of a real paradigm shift and what direction that paradigm shift goes in, we don't really know. All we can do is be putting in the most expanded and clarified frequencies that we have through our emotions, through our thoughts, through our um, awarenesses. And I think that as you know, we were talking about earlier, as the conflict grows, as the polarity grows, the importance of awareness becomes more and more obvious. And I also think that part of what's driving this is, is what the Maya um, referred to back in when, you know, back in 2012 when the, the calendar, the long count calendar switched over. They talked about how we were moving through a part of the galaxy that was closer to the heart of the galaxy, closer right. to where where 
matter is created. And I think as that happens, we, we encounter frequencies that we haven't encountered probably in 26,000 years. And so mm, yeah. it impacts us. Yeah, that makes sense to me too. I felt the same thing. And that, that sort of like burst of energy we get from the center of the galaxy like has the potential to spark our evolution or is sparking our, our evolution potentially. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Um, yeah, I know. Potentially. <laughs> potentially. So let's talk about this connection too that you bring up that it's between empaths, this work in empaths and this work in intuition. A lot of the work that I do is mm-hmm. with empaths mm-hmm. and psychic development. So do you feel like, why, why did you sort of bring that it's, I mm-hmm. think it's super important but I want to hear you talk about why mm-hmm. is this more important for empaths well I think that I mean we're all empathic we all can feel from another person's perspective we all can to some degree or another merge with other life forms and and have a sense of that connection and the feeling of it but empaths are kind of like in some ways are evolutionary forerunners in that they are becoming more and more transparent and they have less and less definition between themselves and the world around them and so the connections can sometimes be really considerably overwhelming Um, I know people that I work with who can feel who feel earthquakes you know before they come or when they're here before there's news of it who feel earth changes who feel the cries of the earth as we're going through you know these challenging times in terms of the harm we're creating there and other empaths who can't be in crowded places because they pick up everything from the people around them. And so in in the beginning, when I worked with people of that sensitivity, I tried to help them create boundaries. And one of the things that was like a major aha to me is that by asking them to make a boundary, I was first of all setting them up for failure because they're not made to do that. And second of all, I was asking them to be something they weren't. I was asking them to be, to take steps backwards, you know, in some ways. And so in that awareness, I had a couple of experiences myself and realized that what empaths needed to protect themselves in those situations weren't necessarily boundaries, but was shelter. They needed to find shelter. And so when I talked to different people about that, it was a very interesting people immediately, you know, empathic people immediately knew what I was talking about and had their own way of doing it. Like one person found themselves inside of a mountain in the Andes and, and that was all that they needed. Another person underneath a canopy of a tree, you know, so everybody immediately had a knowledge base of what shelter was for them. They just didn't know that they could call upon that when they were feeling overwhelmed. And so that was a real, that was real um, important. It's beautiful. It's a great kind of upgrade, reframe, upgrade for the boundary, sort of how we're evolving. And I've always seen empaths as, you know, old souls, you know, so in here, like we need more empathy. (laughs) We need more empaths on the planet right now. We wouldn't have the problems we have if empaths were making the the decisions you know absolutely and then if we loop in the conversation about intuition like clearly these this way of being and it's going to increase our intuition dramatically Mm -hmm. so intuition to me is what we know that doesn't involve our rational logical mind it isn't something that we can think our way to it's just it's just something that comes to us kind of spontaneously and i believe that it comes to us through 
this energy information. So all around us in the ambiance is information about everything, about the connections, about people, about you know, all the information in the whole hologram that we call the universe is available to each individual part of that hologram, which is us, which is all life. And so when we tune into that holographic level, the energy information that's coming to us that is being uh, metabolized in our energy structure and turned into body sensations and gut feelings and intuitions becomes sharper. And so to me, that is what intuition is, is reading that ambiance. Mm -hmm. Really like becoming more consciously aware of the subtle energy that you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. And for those of us who are maybe just starting out, like what might be some big body of work you have here with some really paradigm shifting, brilliant ideas, but where do we start? Like, is there something we can kind of get a hold of that will set us on that path? I think for me, the, the three things that are most important is grounding, our ability to connect with earth and that stability and that strength and to bring that into our body is essential and to bring higher frequencies through our body to earth or not higher frequencies, let's say expanded frequencies into our body to earth and take earth frequencies up into the sky. So to be that bridge between earth and sky is what I consider grounding, um, centering the ability to be right in our own center so that we're not being blown by every breeze or influenced by everything that glitters, but we are centered within our own inner knowing. And then the ability to, to have boundaries or shelter so that we can discern what we want to bring in and what we don't want to bring in and modulate the influences around us a little bit. And through those three things, we create our presence. We create the um, energetic vibration, if you will, the vibe that people pick up on when they meet us. And that presence goes out ahead of us and impacts everything before we get there to either show us our growth edge or open doors. Mm, it's brilliant. I love it. I just wrote it down. It's a good formula. Grounding, centering, boundaries equaled presence. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, Cynthia, and sharing this incredible wisdom and deep wisdom and very timely wisdom. So tell us a little bit about where people can contact you and get your amazing book. Mm -hmm. So I have a website, explorationsinenergy.com, which has a lot of just useful information on it for people. Also, it's where I put my blog when I have time to blog and also where courses will be located and things like that. And I can be emailed at energyexplorations at gmail.com. Fantastic. In your book, I imagine it's available on Amazon and all the usual, all the usual places. Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, your local bookstores. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cynthia, for being here with us. It was a fantastic conversation. It was a pleasure. I appreciate your time and your consideration and your wisdom. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks all of you for listening. I know you're just going to hit the subscribe button right now because you're not going to want to miss a word of the amazing people we have on the show. If you want to find me, you can find me at my website, lisacampion.com. Stop by and visit. I have a lot of resources for psychics, healers, and empaths. My mission in life is to create an army of healers to go out there and save the planet. Dang, right now. So stop by and visit. If you want to chat about that, I'd love to hear from you. 
And thank you so much for joining us today on The Miracle of Healing, where we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on Mind, Body, Spirit FM. We talk to the animals and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Aaron Debbie Smith, and Meredith Tolleson. We will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.